You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 179. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and today we're talking about one of my most favorite subjects, and that is goals. I told you last week on last week's episode that two of the most, sorry, two of the least downloaded podcasts ever are episodes 13 and 14, where I talk about New Year's resolutions and my goals for the year, and it makes me laugh (laughs) that those are the two uh, lowest downloaded podcasts because I actually love talking about goals. And it's something that I talk a lot about in my coaching. And you know, if you've been in Macros 101, you know how important goal setting is. So it just makes me laugh that something that I think is such an important topic and has really been uh, an amazing, like created an amazing trajectory for me in my life is something that people don't want to listen to. But so I so because of that I'm approaching this week's episode from a little bit different perspective. And that is from the perspective of if you struggle with goals or you have a complicated relationship shall we say with goals why is that and how can you form a better relationship with goals? Because I feel like most people fall into one of two camps. Either you're like me and you love goals and you're like a list maker and you want to check it off and like achievement, right? Enneagram three, like achievement is your love language. And then there's other people who have a bad relationship with goals. They kind of, it has left a bad taste in their mouth. It hasn't been effective or helpful for them in the past, especially when it comes to New Year's resolutions. And so because of that bad taste, they don't end up setting goals. And what I would love is for, if that's you, if you kind of resonate with that, having a complicated relationship with goals is that as you listen to this episode, you might start to understand why, where is that complicated relationship coming from and how can you improve it? Because I truly believe that the quality and what you are able to create in your life is directly proportional to your ability to set and achieve goals. And so if you struggle with that, let's get you better at it so that you can have a better relationship with it. Um, I We made a point, I'm like pulling back an old episode from a long time ago uh, when I interviewed um, Jody Moore for the podcast and we talked about the scale. And we made a point in that episode that the scale is neither good nor bad, rather it's your interpretation of the scale. It's what you're making that number mean. The number 150 is not inherently a good weight or a bad weight. Uh, it just is a weight. And it's your story that you create around that, the meaning that you create around it, that 
you know, makes you feel good or bad about that number. And I think it's the same thing with goals. Goals are neither good nor bad. However, your relationship with goals is really important. And my goal is for you listening to this episode by the end of the episode, that you will feel like you have a stronger, better relationship with goals. And if you already feel like, if you're like me and you're like, Amber, I love goals. Goals are my jam. I'm into it. Um, Awesome. I still think that there's going to be some key points in this episode that may make you think. And for my people who love goals, you'll want to stick around till the end of the episode because I'm going to share my goals for the year and recap my goals from last year. If you go back in the archives, you can listen to episode number 118. It's titled, What Worked and What Didn't in 2020? plus my goals for 2021. And so at the end of the podcast, I'll be reviewing my goals that I had set for the year and sharing which ones I hit and which ones I didn't hit because there were some that I didn't hit this year as well. And I will also be sharing what my goals are for the new year. Now, before I dive into this topic, I would be remiss to not point you to another podcast episode that I did about goals that if you enjoy this podcast episode that you will likely find a value in that podcast episode as well. And that is episode number 92. It's called, are you making these mistakes with your goals? And I like, I like a lot of the podcasts that I put out. I think you should like the things that you do, but I do have certain episodes that are kind of like my favorite, my, my secret favorite episodes and episode 92 is one of those like favorite episodes. I'm, I'm really proud of that episode. And I think it has some amazing content that really is going to shift your perspective on goals. We're going to start that shift today in this episode, but if you want more, episode 92 is going to be for you. And we will link all of that up in the show notes as well. All right. So let's dive into the topic. As I was sitting, brainstorming and thinking about why some people have a complicated relationship when it comes to setting and achieving goals. I came up with five reasons that I've seen over and over again in clients that create that complicated relationship. And so I want to share each of those five reasons and how, if you resonate with that, and that's maybe been something you struggled with in the past, how we can help you to work through that to improve your relationship as you set goals, whether that's for the new year, or you know, at any point of your life, you can set goals on a Tuesday in the middle of July. It doesn't have to be at the new year. So the first reason that I came up with is the number of goals that we set at one time. And I feel like this swings one way or the other. Either we're setting way too many goals that we have way too many aims or targets that we're trying to hit in our life, or we like short ourselves and set not very many goals at all and and kind of short ourselves with what we are able to accomplish. When we're talking about New Year's resolutions in particular, you're talking about an entire year. A year is a really long time. And as the old adage goes, we often overestimate what we can accomplish in a day and vastly under estimate what we can accomplish in a year. And so I think there's this balance when we're talking about setting goals for the year, because a year is a long time. 365 days is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of time to be able to accomplish things. And and yet if we have 500 goals, it makes it very hard to focus our attention on 500 different things. 
I think I've shared this story before on one of my goals podcasts, but there was a year, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago that I did a 52 week, uh, no, it was like a 52 goal challenge. So at the beginning of the year, I set 52 individual goals. And then throughout the year, I I blogged about those goals. It's like back when, back when like people blogged a lot, um, you know, personal blogs. And I remember I had the the goals all up and I would kind of, I would cross them off when I accomplished each of the goals. And I did that for about, I don't know, half of the year. And then I kind of lost interest with it, but it was so many goals that it was hard for me to focus on any one of the goals. And so I haven't ever done that before because I felt like for me, 52 was way too many for me to focus on. And at the same time, I feel like I need more than one or two goals to be able to say, Hey, I like, I can spend a whole year working on this. So there's, there's some like wiggle room and obviously individuality is going to play into here. But I know for me that I like setting goals and I've shared this before in different categories and in different areas. Um, and this year I'll share kind of what areas those are for me and, and how I'm thinking about them and the number of goals that I'm setting. Okay. Reason number two that you may struggle with goals is that you set too lofty of goals. However, and that's what you think is that you always think you set too high of goals. However, I don't think that this is ever the case. And this goes into my philosophy. I dive deeper into this in episode 92 of the fact that our goals set a trajectory for our life. And we're going to talk about what happens when you don't hit a goal because that's also a fear that keeps people playing small in their life. They fear failure so much that they play small and they don't play all out because they would rather play small and not lose than play full out and have the option of failing. And that theme of, and and like even looking at your life, Are you currently in your life playing not to lose or are you playing to win? And what do those realities look like? Like what what does that look like for you when you're playing not to lose? I think we've all been in experiences before where we are showing up in a way that we're playing not to lose. And then I think on the other hand, you probably can come up with an example of when you were playing to win. You're playing all out. You're giving it everything you had. And at the end of the day, I'd rather be someone who's playing all out and failing than someone who's always wondering, what if? What if I had tried that? What if I had done that? So this the second one, the second reason that people, I think, struggle with goals, in my opinion, is actually, it's like backwards, <laughs> People struggle with goals because often they're like, I set too lofty of goals and then I don't hit them and then I get disappointed. And I would say, no, most people dream too small and we play small. And what would happen if you allowed yourself to really dream? Like really like dream giant, like dream big, like, like out of this world in a million years, this could never happen, but this is my dream. And I think so often we've been told over and over and over in our life that we have to be realistic. And I say, screw realistic. Realistic doesn't, in, realistic doesn't have any play in my life. I, realistic is boring. Realistic is basic. Realistic means 
I don't have to do any growth for it to happen. And to me, goals are about growth. And so I say, I don't want realistic goals. I want unrealistic goals. I want the most unrealistic goals possible. And it's like that cheesy saying, I remember my, my third grade teacher wrote this in my yearbook and it's cheesy, but you know, like when things are cliche, there's usually a little bit of element of truth to them. She wrote in my yearbook, she said, Amber, shoot for the moon because even if you fall, you'll be among the stars. And I think of that in, in this way, like screw realistic shoot for unrealistic, shoot for the stars. And even if you don't achieve it, you're likely going to be so much further along than had you not tried at all. All right. Number three, you may struggle with goals. And I think this is like the sister to the prior problem is that you make it mean something if, or when you don't reach the goal. And I would say this is probably one of the biggest things that I see people, why they shy away from goals because they set a goal in the past and they didn't achieve it. And they created all of this meaning, this negative meaning around themselves. I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I'll never be successful. That's not for me. Like all of this thought, these thoughts around the fact that they did not reach a goal and that doesn't feel good. Why would you want to repeat that? So if that's been you in the past and you've had uh, a goal that you didn't reach and it made you feel really, really bad, Understand that it doesn't have to be that way. And this comes back to, again, not reaching your goal is neither good nor bad. It's, it's neutral. What you make it mean, you can make it mean something that's negative. You can make it mean something even that's positive. You can reframe it and say, I didn't, actually, I share this in the goals episode. I actually think that if I'm hitting all my goals, that's actually a problem because I'm not dreaming big enough. The moment that I'm like reaching the goals, I know I'm not setting my sights high enough. And if I set my sights a little bit higher, then I then I um, might be reaching a little bit higher. Even if I don't hit the goal, if I set my goal high, I'm going to reach higher. And so I think we can start to question this idea that not hitting your goals is a bad thing. What if it just means that you're dreaming big and that you're playing full out and that you're achieving as much as is possible rather than settling for something less? This last week, I was scrolling through Facebook and I came across a post that my aunt wrote and it was so poignant and so good and landed so much with me that I asked her if I could share share it. So I shared it to my stories. You may have seen it on my stories, but I wanted to read it here because I think the way that she approaches and um, is working on her goals this year is something that can really change change the way that you view and you know have a relationship with goals. So my aunt says, I've seen a few different takes on goals and New Year's resolutions already in this new year, and even a few that seem to think setting goals somehow devalues us or our past efforts, as if striving to be better means we're never good enough. And man, I mean, isn't that the truth? I could have a whole episode on how we can love the phase that we're in, the state that we're in, and want more, and that those things aren't opposite. They actually can coexist in tandem, but that's like a whole nother episode. Okay, so she continues, watching, and then this is my cousin, so this is her son, my cousin, um, choose his routes and set objectives for his next big adventure in the Sierra Nevada. I've decided that's the approach I'm going to take this year. So my cousin is a big, a big, huge outdoors mountain climber guy. Um, He picks a peak, studies the route, 
figures out the best timing and mode of travel, skiing or hiking, and how to link it up with other peaks to reach the bigger goal. He might hit bad weather, dangerous conditions, or other problems out of his control that keep him from reaching an objective. But even then, the hike is still gorgeous and worth the time and work to get that far. Maybe he'll put that peak back on the list for another day. Or maybe not. The adventure was had. I'll choose experiences that I want to have this year, then study the best way to get to that experience, the timing and order and process. I'll choose objectives that are worth the effort and journey to get there, whether or not I actually reach the actual target. I have some in mind that will let me team up with some amazing people who will help me learn new things and make the journey a grand adventure and so much fun. My objectives this year will be a few big adventures, not a checklist of things I'll do every day or not do ever again, but big, inspiring, metaphorical mountain peaks, high points that you can see off in the distance with a winding, challenging path through ridges and valleys, each as beautiful in their own right as the summit that brings me to them. I just thought that was so well-written and really outlines this idea of reaching for big goals and whether or not you hit them, you still had the experience of, of, of going through it and you still had the fun of walking that path. I say and truly believe that goals are less about the goal or achieving the goal and much more about who you become in the process of working towards that goal. When we set goals that are out of our reach currently, we have to show up differently to achieve them. Because if we, if, we, if we didn't have to change in anything in our life, to me, these are like the stupidest goals or like goals that you set that you're already going to achieve. <laughs> it's like, I already read, I already read 15 minutes uh, a night. So I'm going to set a goal that I read 15 minutes a night, but you don't have to change anything to be able to achieve that goal. What I love is setting goals that require something different of me. They require me to step in to a different version of myself, to learn skills and traits and knowledge that I didn't have in the past, but that I had to acquire in order to reach that goal. Goals are less about reaching them and more about who you become along the way as you work towards reaching them. All right, number four, why you may struggle with goals that when you set a goal, I feel like sometimes we have in the back of our mind, whether this is whether you're cognizant of it or not, you have an idea of a way that it's supposed to happen, the way that it's supposed to work out, uh, a time frame with which it's supposed to work out. And if that isn't met, something goes awry. <laughs> away from the pathway you thought it should go or takes longer than you thought it should take, then you deem it a failure and you end up giving up. Rather than recognizing that your responsibility and the universe, God, source, whatever you want to call it's responsibility are separate. I talk about this a lot um, with my coaching academy clients. I talk about the difference between being responsible to your client 
not responsible for your client. It's that line of demarcation that's really important in any coach-client relationship of understanding what you are responsible for in the relationship and what the client is responsible for and not crossing that line and trying to take responsibility for somebody else's actions. And it's the same thing when we start talking about goals. You are responsible for two things when you set a goal. You are responsible for the what, like what's the goal, and you're responsible to come up with the why. Why do you want to reach it? Those are your responsibilities. And then we release, or I'm going to encourage you to release attachment to the other two things, the how it unfolds and the when. And if you can release attachment and allow it to unfold the way that it's going to unfold within the time frame that's going to unfold, recognizing that may, that may not be what you would have planned, goal setting is going to be so much more enjoyable for you. I've set many goals over and over and over in my business, especially recognizing that even if I don't hit them that year, I might hit them the next year or the next year or the next year. And so I've, I've, set the goal for that year. But if I don't hit it, I just lengthen the timeline in order to get it. So to recap that again, because this is, I mean, if you take this one thing and you start applying it to your goals, it's a game changer. You are responsible for what the goal is and why you want to achieve it. The universe, God, source, whatever you want to call it, is responsible for the how it's going to happen and the time frame. And when you can release that when and that how and say, take me on the journey, goals become a much more enjoyable process. I think about it and and often like looking back and you probably have this experience as well. And I would encourage you to do a little bit of reflection in maybe some of your past goals that you have set. But I can honestly say that some of the biggest goals that I've set have not been achieved in the pathway that I would have guessed that they would have achieved. And so it reminds me, have you seen, there's a meme, there's a picture with a little child who's holding onto a teddy bear and Jesus is standing by that little girl and he's reaching out for the teddy bear to take the teddy bear away. And the girl is hugging the teddy bear bear tight because she doesn't want to give up her teddy bear. And what the girl cannot see, but because you're the observer of the picture, you can see is that behind his back, Jesus has a much larger teddy bear to be able to give to the girl. So she feels like she doesn't want to let go of this little teddy bear. But what she doesn't recognize is that when she lets go of that teddy bear, what she gets in exchange is so much bigger and better than what she currently has. And I think about that a lot with goals that I've set in my life, that if I was to plan the sequence of events, the perfect sequence of events of how to get from point A to point B, I would be missing out on the much better way that it typically unfolds. And that doesn't mean that it's always fun. It doesn't mean that it's always easy. But looking back, I can see how my life had to unfold in certain ways to bring me to the point that I am. And so since I can look back and see the wisdom in the path that I've walked, even if it hasn't always been easy, I can have faith moving forward that it can be the same way. That the path towards the results and the desires that I have may not be what I think it should be, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. And that if I can release the how and the when 
and focus on the what and the why, I'm going to eventually reach that goal. All right. The last reason why you may struggle with goals is that you don't have a goal. You're just creating a wish. And this one's on the list because I do this sometimes where I, I say it's a goal. I have a goal to do X, Y, and Z, but I literally create no plan to execute it. And anything, anything that you say you want to do that doesn't have a plan behind it is just a wish. It's not actually a goal. I love the book Atomic Habits um, by James Clear. And he says in Atomic Habits, we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. And I think that's so important to recognize that setting a goal is not just putting something out there. It's not just saying, Hey, I want this to happen. It's saying, Hey, I want this to happen. And then following up for a plan for success. Let me give you a very good example of this in my life this past year. If you listen to the episode that I recorded at the beginning of the year, talking about my goals, you will hear that three of my goals this year having to do with physical uh, achievements that I wanted to unlock this year. Those were, I wanted to get strict handstand pushups. I wanted to get my first ring muscle up and I wanted to increase my snatch to 135. I kind of got strict handstand pushups. Um, I can do them if my hands are really wide. <laughs> uh, but and I was really happy with that because I like got it near the beginning of the year. And then we had the worldwide open for CrossFit and I made it to the quarterfinals, which is amazing. And that was a huge achievement. I didn't even know it was like, this was brand new this year. And so that was, that was awesome. It wasn't a goal that I had set, but I was excited to get there. But during the um, quarterfinals of the open, there was ha strict handstand pushups and you had to be within a box. They like put lines, like tape lines. And it was like a standardized width. You can't put it, couldn't put your hands outside of that. And, um, I spent the entire, I don't remember what it was, eight minutes, which I was supposed to like complete this workout. And the very first thing, and it was like handstand pushups. I completed, I spent the whole eight minutes trying to get a handstand pushup with that narrower, um, hand grip. And I couldn't do it. <laughs> I was really sad. Um, so anyway, that, that's kind of a side, a side uh, note about those. But those three goals, well, I'm going to call them wishes that I set, were really just that. They were wishes. I didn't really even put, honestly, did I even try a ring muscle up in 2021? No, I did not. I didn't even try a ring muscle up. So I put out this idea of like, hey, I want to get a ring muscle up. I had no plan, no way to execute, no like system in place to be able to make that happen. So, you know, as much as I love goals and as much as I feel like I've gotten a lot better at setting goals over the years, like I still slip up and I still fall into some of these traps. And that was definitely a trap I fell into last year of saying, I want to increase my snatch to 135, which for a little bit of context, I started the year at 105 and I PR'd this year at 115. So I did add 10 pounds to my snatch, but I mean, 115, if you know, snatching is literally nowhere near 125, 20 pounds on a snatch is not a small sack of potatoes. Um, but again, I had no plan. I said, I want a 135 snatch. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice if I had a 135 snatch? And then that was it. I left it at that. So don't make that mistake. If it's something that's important to you, if it actually is a goal and you have a reason why behind it, other than it would be nice, create a plan to be able to make it happen. So I recognize my foible and I still want to get a strict handstand push-up. I want that to be something that I have in my tool belt that I can do. It's an achievement that 
it's just, it's just fun. It's fun to be able to push myself and challenge myself and, and handstand pushups are, are one of those for me. So I recognize that I literally had no plan last year. And so I've already printed out uh, a program that I'm following for handstand pushups. I've already done the first workout and I'm committing to finishing that. I think it's a four week plan and then we'll kind of reevaluate after that. So this year I'm, I'm learning from my mistake of last year. I'm actually creating a plan and intention to go along with the goal to really be able to nail handstand pushups. So those are the five reasons that I often see people struggle with goals. And just to recap them, it's setting too many or too few, uh, setting too lofty of goals, which again, I kind of reframe that. I don't think it's the case. I actually think people uh, set too conservative of goals rather than really playing all out in their life. Number three is making it mean something if or when you don't reach the goal. Number four is that you have a way in your head that it's supposed to happen, a way that it's supposed to unfold or a time frame that it's supposed to unfold. And if it doesn't, then you call that a failure or wrong. And then last, you created a wish rather than a goal and you didn't have any plan for success. All right, on to the second part of this episode, which is to review my goals for 2021 and kind of let you in uh, as to how I did a little bit of an accountability about how I did with my goals. I already reported on my physical goals uh, on, you heard how I did with my snatch and my handstand pushups and my ring muscle ups. Um, but let me talk about some of the other goals that I had set for 2021. The first area that I made some goals in was the area of business. And one of those goals was to double our revenue for the year. And I'm happy to report that we actually hit this goal. And I say actually because when Carly, who is my right-hand woman in the business, and I set this goal last year, it was a stretch. It was like, a, wouldn't that be crazy? Wouldn't that be crazy if we doubled again? Because we doubled our revenue in the previous year. We were like, wouldn't that be crazy if we like did that again? And, and you know, now it's a lot bigger number because we made more last year. And but we're like, we're going to, we're going to play all out. We're going to, we're going to play big. And I don't know how we're going to do this. I don't know how it's going to work. Right. We released the like how and the, the timing of it. But we said like, let's set this crazy audacious goal. And I remember when Carly texted me and she said, we hit it. We did it. We hit that. Like, remember that at the beginning of the year, how we felt like that goal was so crazy. We hit that goal. And that's just a reminder of this idea that when we set those big lofty goals that sometimes even seem totally unreasonable, we may surprise ourselves. And having that vision of where you want to go, even if it feels like you'll never be able to get there, is important because it sets the vision for where you want to go. It sets the the trajectory that you're that you're moving forward. Also exciting in 2021, we expanded the team from five people to 10 people. Now, everybody on my team works part-time. And the reason for that is because I like to hire moms. I like to hire people who aren't necessarily working another job. They, Many of the team members wouldn't really be working another job if they weren't working for me. And to me, that's it. it's part of fulfilling the mission that we have to empower women to be able to achieve whatever it is that they want to achieve. And so for me, that mission is fulfilled with our clients, but it's also fulfilled with our team in giving moms, women who are staying home with their kids, a really flexible job to be able to do something that they love and that fills them up uh, that they don't have to commit to full-time. So anyway, 
all, that's why all my team is, is part-time. Uh, and we grew our team from five to 10. We added a new social media and podcast manager, Crystal. Cassie is our customer service manager. Ellen is our executive assistant. Anne is our customer fulfillment manager. And our most recent hire at the end of last year is Amanda as our copywriter. And so we like, we doubled the size of the team in a year and that was really exciting. It, it's hard to like grow the team and it requires you kind of to slow down a little bit. It's this idea of slowing down to speed up. It takes time to train someone and teach someone and hand things off to them. But I feel like the team is in a really good space uh, with all cylinders running that this year we don't plan to have any other hires. We're really just going to double down with the team that we have and really kind of crank it out with, with the amazing team that we've been able to build. Also in 2021, one of our goals was to launch the Biceps After Babies Coaching Academy for the first time. And I'm excited that to say that we did that. We had two launches of it. And in total, we've taken about 50 women through the program. And, you know, last year at the beginning of the year, I had this dream to be able to expand the number of women that I was able to help that I was able to help really. And having this realization that I'm able to, and I had this, I've had this realization before when I was doing a bunch of one-to-one clients, there was a limit as to how much I could do, right? There's a limit to the number of clients that I could serve based off of the number of clients I was able to take at any one time. And I wanted to do more. I wanted to dream bigger. I wanted to help more women. And so I realized in order to do that, I would have to do something different right? What got you here won't get you there. And so that's when I made the switch from one-to-one coaching to doing more group style coaching. And that expanded the amount of women that we were able to serve. And we've hired coaches in the business and trained them how to do coaches. And that's also expanded the number of people that we've been able to serve. But recently I've been dreaming bigger. Like I, I want to help so many more women. And I feel like the methodology that I, that I use in my coaching and the style of my coaching can be so transformative for so many people that um, I want to get it out to as many people as possible. And in, to do that requires me to train more coaches, to teach more coaches so that they can go out and utilize the methodology and utilize the tools and the training and the transformational coaching that we use in our business with their clients. And that's that's like the next level of growth in being able to serve so many more women is like if we have all of these coaches who are able to go out and coach other clients, now how many more women are we able to serve? So I, I, I get really excited talking about that. Um, I hope that that's apparent. So anyway, that's what, that's what Coaching Academy is about for me, is about increasing our impact increasing the impact that we have on the lives of the coaches that we train and then also the, the clients that those coaches are able to serve. Um, on the realm of goals that I didn't achieve, I talked about wanting to have an alive event last year and we still have not done that. Partly because of travel restrictions, but really, and if I'm being really honest, it partly has to do with doing a live event is really expensive and it has to make financial sense for the business. And I just haven't figured out a way for it to make, to fit into our financial plan for the year. So I still have a desire to do a live event at some point. And the team and I have been tossing around ideas of, again, how we could support that financially, how we could make that financially feasible. Uh, But that is one of the goals that I did not achieve during the last year. One of my goals was to finish our home renovation, which is funny because we didn't end up finishing our renovation until right before Thanksgiving. 
We started in May of 2020 and it took us until Thanksgiving to finish. And that's really because we started with this idea of taking down a wall and boy, did it morph. And we essentially redid the entire interior of our house. Um, all new paint, all new baseboards, crown, molding, floors, staircase, built-ins, lighting, ceilings, like everything. Yeah. I'm like thinking back through almost everything. We didn't replace cabinets. We did. We just painted cabinets, but new countertops, new appliances, like all the new things, new fireplace, like all of the things. So it snowballed. And many of you who have gone through renovations yourself, maybe laughing at me thinking that, oh yeah, I've been there where you think you're just going to do just one thing. And then it's really hard to know where to stop with all of the other things. But we did. We finished our renovation right before Thanksgiving. We're incredibly happy with it. We're really happy how everything turned out. It did take quite a bit longer than we had actually anticipated. All right, here's another goal that I didn't actually finish. And this actually could have been used for the example of setting a wish rather than actually creating a plan to execute it. And I even was kind of wishy-washy with this when I shared it in the podcast episode when I went back and re-listened to it. And I think that was because in my heart, I knew that it was just kind of like I was throwing it out there. It was this wish, but I didn't really have a plan to execute it. That was that I wanted to do 100 days of meditation. Just for funsies, I went back and looked at my meditation app. And in the last six months, because I don't have any data before that, but in the last six months, I did 14 meditations. So I'm going to say that I probably didn't do, you know, 70 plus meditations in the first six months. I, I, I know I didn't do 70 plus meditations in the first six months. So I did not achieve that goal. And it, it really comes back to like, I, it, was a, it would be nice. It didn't have a real good why behind it. It didn't have a plan. It didn't have a way that I was going to execute it. And you know, that's what you get when you don't have a plan. Uh, and then the last goal that I had, I wanted to compete in a CrossFit competition. And I did not complete that in 2021, but we are we literally have a CrossFit competition this weekend at my at my gym that I'm competing in. So I'm gonna say that that counts, even though it's technically in 2022 that I'm going to finally be able to compete at a CrossFit competition. It'll be fun because it's just our gym. It's, you know, it's nobody else. We're, it's a partner competition. So I'm partnered with another girl in my gym and we get to compete together, which always makes it a lot more fun to be in a team. And I'm really excited about that. Just excited to like get a little bit of competition in, do some, you know, live challenges and, and just experience live CrossFit competition. Okay. So that's a refresh on my goals that I had set for 2021. Part three of this episode is I'm going to be sharing my goals for 2022. And I do this a little bit as like a selfish maneuver of, I like to be able to have these to go back to, to kind of reflect on the year at the end of the year. So selfishly I do that, but I also do it because I feel like hearing other people's goals will sometimes inspire me. And hearing other people dream big or have these big ideas, it's inspiring. It is exciting for me. And it starts to get my wheels turning for what I want to create in my life. So yes, this is a little selfish. And I also don't want you to miss the opportunity to get inspired. You know, maybe you'll hear one of my goals and say, hey, that sounds really cool. I never thought about that. How could I implement that in my life? 
All right. So first in the realm of business, 2022, Carly and I have decided that our mantra is do less, do better. Oftentimes in business, in life, I don't know, this is a generality in in many areas of my life. I can see this show up in order to improve or get better. I feel like it requires more. Like my simple solution to be able to grow the business is just to work harder, just to put in more hours, just to put in more time. And that works for a while until it doesn't work. I see this in the realm of training too. People think, oh, I want to get stronger. I want to build more muscle. And so they think the more days I work out, the stronger and more muscle I'll build. And so why why don't I just work out seven days a week? Not understanding that there's that tipping point of like, no, actually doing more is actually counterproductive to what you want to do. Working out five, like four or five days a week with effective programming is going to get you better results than lifting seven days a week. And so there's that, that tipping point of where no more isn't always, always better. More is just sometimes more and it actually can be detrimental. And so that's our motto this year is it's not about doing more. It's not about working harder. It's not about working more hours. It's about being more strategic, being more intentional, doing less and yet doing it better. So that's our, that's our focus for this year. We have a revenue goal, but I'm not really tied to it. Last year, we had a big revenue goal and that was really exciting and that really drove me. But this year, uh, the impact that we're creating feels much more exciting to me. And so I'm tapping into that and setting some goals in terms of number of clients that we want to be able to serve. So we want to be able to train 150 more coaches in 2022 inside of Coaching Academy. And my big, hairy, scary goal, and I, I hesitated to share this because we talked about this in my our team meeting this last week, but I don't have any context. I don't have any numbers for you. But one of the goals that I set a long time ago, and I, I, I'm resetting it for this year, is this vision of being able to help serve 10,000 clients. We're definitely in the thousands of number of clients that we've served. And um, Anne on our team is putting together numbers. So we actually have a data point of like, where are we at? How many thousands of women have we served through our programs, through our coaching, through our, you know, everything that we provide and offer. And um, the goal is 10,000. So I don't know if that's something that we'll hit this year, but we want to start tracking that because to me, like that's just such an exciting goal to think that the work that the team and I have put out has touched the lives of 10,000 women, not to mention all of the lives that those women touch, their partners, their spouse, their spouses, their children, their friends, their neighbors, right? Like it just, that, that level of impact just spreads throughout the world. And it's one of the reasons that I love working with women, because I feel like when you change uh, a woman, you impact so many other people. And that's true with men as well. However, I think, you know, I have a special place in my heart for women and especially moms who are, you know, raising the next generation. And when you improve a mother, you improve a family. And that means a whole lot to me. All right. Some other things in business. Uh, My goal this year is to create some more white space. So I told my team that I'm taking one day off per month. And that's really to give me time and space to think and dream and have visions for where we want to go as a team. And so I've booked it out for like the first, I think five or six months. It's already my calendar. This is Amber's day off. We're not scheduling things this day. This is the day that Amber's going to, I don't know, go shopping, get my nails done, like do something that's not necessarily like 
doing related, it's more dreaming related and rest and visioning uh, for you know what we want to create in the business. Uh, and then I also want to take, I want to continue to build my coaching ability. So I think I'm a pretty dang good coach. And I think there's always room for improvement. I can sit here and say, I'm a freaking amazing coach and I want to do better, right? We can sit in that dichotomy of we're amazing and we want to keep reaching for more. And so I'm committing to taking a certification to build on my coaching ability. And I have my eye on a couple, but I want to pull the trigger on that this year. And then the last one in the business is we're setting a lofty, crazy goal I don't know if we'll hit it, but our goal is to hit 3.4 million downloads total this year. That would mean we're doubling the amount of downloads that we have had from this last year. So up until this point, we've had about 1.7 million downloads. We want to double that number in a single year. So that feels crazy and audacious and big and scary and like, how the heck are we going to do that? But that's it. And we have a plan for how it's going to happen and we have some ideas, but that's our, that's our goal is to double our downloads. Okay. I don't know why, but I just got like a little nervous (laughs) talking about business goals feels very easy to me talking about some of these like other more personal goals. I don't know. feels a little bit vulnerable for me. So I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to suck it up and do it. Um, it's just interesting to me that business is like, yeah, I'll share all those goals. And then this is a little bit more like personal and, um, a little bit more vulnerable. Um, so in the realm of money, my husband and I really want to, um, and we're committed to deciding on a long-term investment strategy beyond just retirement accounts. And we're really good about saving a percentage of our income for retirements. We've been doing that for a really long time and uh, we feel really comfortable with that. And we also want to start looking outside of our retirement accounts of like, what other investments do we need to make? What other things that we do we need to be thinking about to create financial independence for ourselves? So that's a goal for this year is 2022 is a year that we dive into figuring out what our long-term strategy is and where we're going in terms of our financial independence. In the realm of social connections, I, and maybe the reason that this makes me uncomfortable is I feel like this is an area that I want to do better at, but that does not come naturally to me. I have never um, naturally been really good at maintaining connections, which is kind of funny. I feel like I'm a very personable and warm person um, when I know you, like I make friends easily, but I don't maintain those friendships long-term. And because of my husband's job and his pathway, we, in the past, you know, 18 years of our marriage, we've moved about every two to four years mostly been every like two to three years. And so I've gotten very good at showing up at a new place, making really good friends and then moving and then having to be in a new place and make new friends and then move again. And I'm not intentional about maintaining those friendships. And I can make a lot of reasons and excuses as to why that is. But the truth is, is that I haven't done a lot to maintain the friendships that I've had in the past. And I think if there's one area of my life that I feel like I could use a lot of improvement on is in the area of friends, in the area of like uh, creating connection, like social connection with people. I have a really good relationship with my husband and he is absolutely my best friend. 
And I think that there's room for that connection with other women. So that's something I'm not very good at. Um, but so one of my goals this year is to rekindle an old friendship. And I have some ideas of like how I'll do that and who I'm thinking about rekindling. But I have some really great friends that I've made throughout the years of all of the different places that we've lived. And I think it just takes, it just takes a little bit of effort and I haven't given that effort as of now. And I want that to change. I would like to rekindle some of those old friendships. And then I also have a goal to call at least two family members a month, get on the phone with my siblings. I went home for the holidays and spent it with my siblings. And it's just so good to be around family and I, you know, the older I get, the more I recognize how important those bonds are. And just like the friendships that I feel like have kind of dwindled over the years because I haven't kept them up. I haven't put the time and energy into nurturing the plant, <laughs> nurturing the relationship. It's the same thing with my family. And I, I did this a couple years ago. I was a little bit more lofty back then where I said, I wanted to call my si- every single one of my siblings. I'm one of seven and my parents uh, once a month, every month for the year. That was a little ambitious. Um, I fell quite short of that. And, and I, I also felt like sometimes it just became like, Oh, I just got to call this person (laughs) rather than being like, who, who can I connect with? Who, who do I need to connect with? Who would I benefit from connecting with this month in my family and, and, you know, reaching out and making that gesture of connecting with that person. So, okay. Now, you know, all my deep, dark secrets. I'm not great at making and sustaining friends. Actually, I feel like I'm good at making friends. Um, I'm not great at sustaining them. I, I, and I want to get better at that. Okay. Publicity. So I guess this is kind of an around business, but I'm like labeling it something different because publicity feels a little scary to me. <laughs> feels a little bit nerve wracking. One of our big, hairy, scary goals and I guess it's not hairy scary, but one of our big goals that I don't really know, I, I'm releasing the how and the when on is getting verified on Instagram. So, you know, when you get that like little blue check mark on Instagram, we've been trying for over a year to get verified. And every time we do apply for it, we get denied and that's fine. And I'm pretty sure I know why it is. You really need to be published in some way on like some platform outside of the stuff you put out to become verified. And so that's been something that I've been thinking about for a long time is, is how can we get more publicity? How can we get, get published somewhere or have an article written about us or, you know, just get out there, get on a TV show or whatever, a news, news broadcast. Um, It's really just becoming more out in the open and having more people know about your brand and just increasing awareness. So on the realm of, what we need to do to get public or to get uh, verified is getting published somewhere. So that's my goal for 2022 is to get published somewhere. So I'm going to ask for some help because I've been doing a little bit of research on publicity. And one of the things that one of the ladies I was listening to recommended is she said, you probably already have people in your sphere who know somebody who could help you know, they like have an aunt who like works at a magazine or they have a a neighbor who, um, you know, is a news anchor or something like that. And so she recommended reaching out and seeing, you know, just putting it out there that, Hey, I'm, I'm looking to like have more publicity to be able to serve other people's audiences. 
Do you, fellow podcast listeners, have any ideas for me? Do you know anybody who maybe could help? Um, if you do, that would be amazing. Shoot me a message on Instagram or email us at support at bicepsafterbabies.com. But that's one of my goal. Get out there. Show my face. Expand the brand. Be able to serve more people. And on that same vein, I also have a goal to get on 24 other people's podcasts this year. So that's like two a month. So if you also have somebody who you would recommend, oh, hey, like I'd recommend you for this podcast, or you want to reach out to your friend who runs a podcast, or you know, I don't know, some like fitness trainer who has a podcast and you're like, oh, you'd be perfect for that podcast. Let me know. Help me out. Help a girl out in reaching her goal for the year of getting on 24 other podcasts. And then I already talked about my handstand push-up goal. That's happening this year. It's, it's done. In my mind, it is done. It's going to happen. And I'm pretty excited about it. Okay, wow. I had a lot to say today. In fact, I wasn't even planning on recording this afternoon because I really wasn't feeling like wasn't feeling into it, if I'm being honest. And I got off a phone call with somebody and I felt really inspired. I felt really excited. And I was like, I'm going to capitalize on this excitement. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to record this podcast episode right now. And I just have to let you know that like that excitement was back as I sat down to record. Like I was excited to record. I, I was like itching to like say all these things and get into into talking about goals. And if I'm being you know, truthful, I haven't felt that excitement for the last couple of months, which is exactly why I decided to take a break in December. It was because that like spark, that excitement, that inspiration was had kind of dwindled. But what's really exciting is that I felt it come back today. And it reminds me of how important, again, comes back to our mantra that we have for this year for the business, do less, do better. It's not about doing more. It's about doing better. And that doesn't require more. And so to kind of round out, you know, from last week's episode, the recap of why I took a break and why I'm back. The reason that it was so important for me to take a break was to reignite that spark and that inspiration. And I hope that you felt it. I hope that you felt my excitement and my like itching to get this out into the world because I think this topic is so incredibly important. And on that note, if this is something you enjoyed or you got something out of this episode, it would mean the world to me for you to share it. Text it to a friend, post it to your Instagram stories, you know, email it to a, your mom, whoever you feel like would benefit from this. Would you do me a favor and share it with them? And if you have not yet left a rating and review on the podcast, I know so many of you had. So many of you have left ratings and review, and I'm so grateful for, for you if that's the case. But if it's not, because there's plenty of people, we have way more downloads than we have of uh, people who have left ratings and reviews. So if you would take a moment and leave a rating and review for the podcast, that would also mean the world to me. Thank you so much for being here. It feels dang good to be back. Feels good to be here with you. And I am excited for what's to come in 2022. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hold up, sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? 
If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.